Welcome to your winning journey podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Lee. I went from feeling guilty eating the foods I love and letting the skill control me to now helping you overcome this. No matter where you are or what you're experiencing, you can always win and I'm going to show you how. It is now your turn to transform your health, mind, and life. So let's do this together. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I'm so excited to dive deep into the five lessons that I had learned while losing five pounds. Now, I'm not sure if I mentioned this on the podcast. I always feel like I'm repeating myself when I talk about this challenge because I talked about it so freaking much on Instagram. But after Thanksgiving of 2021, I was like, you know what? I want to lose five pounds just because I wanted to, like, I wanted to feel better. I wanted to look a little bit more lean. And it wasn't from a place of like, I hated how I looked at that moment. I just wanted to lose five pounds just to set a goal, right? And although the journey was really amazing, and it was great looking back, like in those moments when I was doing this five pound challenge and the journey, there were some times where I was frustrated with myself, like it was hard, like I didn't want to get up and do the work. And it was mentally challenging. And that's why I want to share and reflect on what I learned through this process, because I know that it would be so helpful for you, right? Like, especially if you're in this weight loss journey, and you're at a place where you're just like, I'm not seeing the results that I want. When I look in the mirror, I'm not seeing the scale go down. Like, should I quit? Like, I like if you feel like stopping, this is for you, because I know that just these lessons alone will help keep you going no matter what. And this is also for you if you're just like starting out, right? You're like, well, I'm going to try to lose weight again, but I really want to know like how to trust the process and how to not stop after doing it for a couple of weeks. So if you're in that place too, this is also a very good episode for you. And I'm just going to treat it like very casual and just give you my thoughts because I don't want to glamorize any of this, right? Like I'm always going to be real with you. And there were a lot of times where I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, come on, let's lose some freaking weight. Like the scale is not moving. So I know exactly how you feel when you're in that moment. And I know like when you look at like fitness influencers or like people on YouTube with their amazing weight loss transformation, it's really easy to like compare yourself and like say that, oh my gosh, like why are they seeing results and you're not seeing results? And it becomes this whole like comparison thing. And I know how that feels like. And so I'm going to give you everything that I learned in this challenge because looking back it was the most amazing thing ever and it really helped me build a better relationship with myself like the way I talk to myself right because you can always improve on that like I've been doing this for nine years and every day I'm still learning about myself and I'm still constantly learning about new ways to lose weight in the most sustainable way that works for me and my cultural background without doing the diets and the tracking right like it's always a learning experience. Like you never just stop learning. And so 
So I'm just going to start with that, right? But anyways, let's get to the first lesson. So the first lesson is make sure that when you are in this weight loss journey, set a feeling goal and also a physical goal. Now, this is so important because when you think about losing weight, the first thing that comes to your mind is just like, okay, you want your clothes to fit a certain weight, you want to weigh a certain number, and you want to look a certain way, right? You have this like ideal body image in your head. But then you tend to forget about like how you want to feel through the entire process. And this actually came up to me like the first two weeks of being in this like five pound challenge, because although I didn't see any like physical changes right away, I felt so good about what I was eating and like the energy that I was getting from the food. Like I just felt like I had so much energy to coach my clients, to do my work and to show up for you, record a podcast, to do good in my workouts, like stronger. Like I was feeling strong and I was feeling energized and I kept that as a goal through the process because the physical goal piece of it wasn't going to change like every single day when I looked in the mirror and so it's really important for you to think about like how you want to feel through this weight loss journey and also how you want to look like getting very clear on what both of those things are for you right because if you're just only chasing after the physical goal what happens is you're only going to focus on the way you look all the time. You're going to wake up and look in the mirror and you're going to be like, nothing has changed yet. My belly is still there. My arm is still flabby. The weight is still not moving. Like it's going to demotivate you so much faster versus when you set both goals and you're like, you know what? My goal is just to feel stronger and to feel more energized. You're actually going to wake up and check in with how you feel. Like, how am I feeling today? You might find that you feel a little bit tired, so you're going to focus on getting more sleep, right? You might focus on like eating a lot healthier. So let's say like after you eat like your cinnamon toast crunch breakfast, you're like, you know what? I actually don't feel the best after eating this because I'm hungry again after two hours, right? And it's all about like, using that feeling goal to constantly check in with yourself throughout the day, just to see how you are doing. Because when you don't do that, you get lost in the physical goal. And then what happens is you get to the physical goal and you like get to that dream body type that you want or that weight goal that you want, but then you don't feel good. And this is actually what happened to me when I first started my weight loss journey, where I was like, I just want to make sure that I have no fat on my stomach. I just want to make sure that like every fat on my arms and like my back is gone. And I did insanity for like six days a week. I was eating under 1200 calories, but I was feeling so tired. Like I was exhausted. Like if I could go back and think about that moment, I almost felt like I was burnt out and I didn't like that. Even though I got to my low body weight or like I decreased the fat on my body, I didn't like how I felt. Like I was always thinking about food. I was always thinking about like my favorite like Oreo cookies, right? Like food was always on my mind and I was always hungry and I didn't like the way that felt. And so that's why I say that it's so 
crucial for you to set both a feeling goal and a physical goal together because a feeling goal is something that you can gauge on a daily basis, even though you might not look completely different from yesterday. And that's what's going to keep you going because when you focus on getting stronger, when you focus on feeling more energized, and when you focus on just making this feel easy for you and you're enjoying the process and you're happy, guess what? The physical goal is just going to happen just because it's just going to be a part of the process Like you're going to get there no matter what happens. Okay. So that is lesson number one. Lesson number two is having a consistent workout schedule. This was huge for me. Now I've mentioned here on the podcast a lot that I work out three to four times a week and that has evolved a lot. So I used to have like set days where it's like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Fridays, but because my schedule has shifted so much with different client coaching calls and just working with my coach, right? And having appointments on certain days, like sometimes these days get kind of swapped around and I still end up working out three to four times a week, but they end up not being on the same day all the time. And although I was still consistent in just working out, I wanted to make sure that I have a schedule where like that was the day that I was going to work out no matter what, just to keep myself like accountable, but to save the brain energy of like, debating with myself all the time. And I talk about this frequently where like you want to have an athlete mindset where you already know when you're going to do your workouts so that you don't have a lot of time to debate with yourself on whether or not you should do the workouts, right? Like, you know, which days you're going to do them. And so one of the things that I worked on during this process was I was like, okay, let me look at my schedule for the next four weeks and let me see what I can do in terms of like squeezing in a workout. And I found that like Monday, Tuesdays, Friday and Sundays work the best for me, right? And sometimes that might shift, but as long as I had like the days in mind, that was very helpful for me. And I just kept marking my calendar every single time I did a workout. So I have a physical calendar. I know you can't see me pointing at it because you're on a podcast, but I have a calendar where like when I did work out, I would mark an X on it with a different color. Like I chose purple or something. And I will look at like the week of like, okay, yeah, I'm getting consistent. I'm sticking to the schedule. And it was very helpful. This is so helpful at the very beginning because it will help provide evidence for your brain that you are being consistent because you're doing some sort of tracking. Like it's really easy for you to be like, okay, I've been doing this for so long, but like, I'm not seeing results or it can be really easy to go down the rabbit hole of like, oh my gosh, like why am I not seeing results yet? I've been working out a lot, but really you want to get specific on like what a lot is because a lot might look like you've only done it for a week. A lot might look like you've done it like three times a week, one week, and then you might do it one time a week the next week. Right. And so getting very specific with your workout schedule and like tracking it will allow you to really see that, oh my gosh, like I am being consistent and I've been consistent for four weeks and I am seeing some results, whether that is my weight is changing a little bit. I'm feeling a lot better. Like it's just providing more evidence for you to see that you are enjoying the process and the process is working. And I'm going to talk more about how to trust the process later in this podcast episode in terms of like the lessons, but that is just how like 
I was able to stay consistent was just planning and like having a consistent workout schedule. Like I can't tell you how much time you save when you do that and allow yourself to see that. Oh my gosh, you know what? Like today's just a workout day. Like you got it all prepared and you just allow yourself to make your life easier. So that was like number two, right? Like that was very, very helpful. And obviously, like if my schedule changed, like I would look at the week and adjust it as I wanted to, like, it was not a big deal if anything happened, but it was all about just like making sure that I knew what the week was going to look like. Like you could just look at one week at a time. That's even more helpful than looking at the whole entire month. But as long as you have an idea, that's better than not having an idea and just going with the flow. Like I was coaching a private client yesterday and she was telling me how she is so blown away that she's been able to do her workouts consistently for the past four weeks. And she was saying how she used to think that she was consistent because she was taking walks and like some workouts at the gym. But like looking back, she was like, I didn't even have a consistent schedule. Like I was just telling myself that I was being consistent when I really wasn't consistent. Like if I think about it and I mark it on my calendar, there were probably some weeks where I just didn't go, but it felt like I was doing a lot in my mind. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course, because even though you don't have a workout schedule, like your mind is always thinking about weight loss. Your mind is always thinking, like should you work out today should you not work out today and so it feels like because you're thinking about it so much you're consistent but when you actually mark it and you put it on paper it might not be true and so that's why I love marking your workouts however you want to track them right like my clients they track them in an app but you can track them on a spreadsheet you can have a physical calendar like me and just use a different color pen and just mark it make it as easy as possible for you it doesn't have to be anything fancy as long as you move your body for at least 30 minutes, right? Now, going on to the third lesson is making saying no easier. Like this was freaking huge for me. And I I know I keep saying huge, 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 but I, I really mean it because what I noticed was because I started this challenge right after Thanksgiving, there was a lot of holidays coming up, right? There was Christmas and there was the new year and all of that. And because I was in this weight loss journey, I didn't want to consume a lot of alcohol. I didn't want to drink. I didn't want to eat a lot of takeout, not because I couldn't have them. I just didn't want them. I just wanted to focus on getting better at cooking my meals at home. And so what I did was I said no to a lot of events like for the holidays, gathering with the friends and families and also the New Year celebration, right? And when I say like, no, as in like not going to the event, I'm not necessarily saying that I ignore the whole entire celebration that was happening. It was more of like, yes, I will come, but I will have a set time of when I'm planning to leave. And it was usually before people started getting drunk and started drinking And I just made sure that if I did go, like I would tell people that I don't want to freaking drink. (laughs) And that was very helpful because especially when they are your family and they are your friends, like they would probably understand if you just tell them that you don't want to do something. I made it easier for myself of like just preparing myself ahead of time of, okay, when am I coming home if I do end up going to the celebration? And like, which celebration do I even want to go to, right? The ones that are the most important to me. And if I do go there, 
how long am I planning to stay and how much am I actually going to drink? And if I'm not planning to drink, then what is my plan? So I had that like written down and I made sure that I made it easier for myself to say no. Now, in terms of like the eating out piece of it, like I just made it easy. Like I was just like, if I'm going to eat out, it's going to be on Friday night and that's it. If I want anything like during the weekday, like it has to be something that I'm really craving, like a true craving where maybe like my period is coming and I'm having like some pizza craving because I did have pizza like on a Wednesday night or something because of my period, but I made it easier to say no to takeout just by buying enough food at the grocery store to fill up my fridge so that I can make sure I cook those food before they go bad and have enough food for the week instead of relying on takeout for like two to three times throughout the week. Right. And then going off of that too, you can even use this in a way of like, if you're a dessert person, like you love cupcakes or you love ice cream, like you want to make it easier on yourself when you go grocery shopping. Like if you know for sure you want to decrease the amount of what you're eating, don't buy a bunch of them at the grocery store, like buy a small portion of it so that when you bring it home, you're not like eating the whole entire thing, but you're eating just what you have. So like, for example, I have a client that she loves desserts. She loves these cupcakes and she will buy it every single time she stops at Target or something. And she stops at Target like twice a week. And so she would buy like, them so much that she would end up eating all of them and in order for her to make it easier for her to say no she had to only buy it for one of the grocery trips that she did and it's been helping her a lot and so think about different ways that can make it easier for you to say no right because at the beginning of your journey it's not about like forcing yourself to say no or like hating yourself for saying no it's all about How can you make this process easy for you so that you can stick to your goals? And that might mean declining friends invitation to all of these weekend parties or like all of these weekly hangouts that maybe you don't need to go all the time. It might mean that you stop buying certain things at the grocery store so that when you're at home, you're stressed out or you're bored, you just don't go to the pantry and grab it to eat out of nowhere, right? There's so many ways to make this process easy for you. And it's all about you setting yourself up and making that list for yourself. So I would suggest you to just take a piece of paper, write what you think is hard for you to give up in terms of the foods when you think about you trying to lose weight and then thinking about like, how can you make it easier for you to say no to those things, right? Like, I freaking love Pizza Hut because they will deliver to my door. Like, I don't even have to drive there. And the delivery fee is not that much. But I made it easier for me to not order it on a random Monday, Tuesday or something by making sure I have enough food in my fridge when I go grocery shopping and, like, getting myself, like, in that mode where I know I need to cook those foods before they go bad. Like that was what was helpful for me. So I really hope that that helps you. Now I want to move on to lesson four, which I think is so, so big, so big. This is like one of the best ones that I think is going to help you so much. And that is learning how to trust the process. And I know when people tell you that you're probably like, 
okay, like everyone just tells me to trust the process, but like, what does that actually mean? Like, what does that actually look like? And how do you know if you're doing it right? And how do you know if like you need to make adjustments, right? And there is this quote that I saw a while back that I don't know who it was from specifically, but they talk about how like finding the miracles in the moments. And in this weight loss journey, there were four weeks where my skill was just not budging. And I had to look at like my wins for the past four weeks to help me keep going. So I looked at like the way I was eating. I'm like, oh my gosh, Sam, like the portioning looks so much better than at the beginning. And like, look at you, you've been sticking to your consistent workout schedule that you told yourself. And like, look at like, you can do 12 pushups in a row now without stopping at 10. Like there were so many wins that like, I had to just take a moment and reflect because those were the miracles in the moments when things were really hard. And going back to this too, making sure that you are celebrating yourself, even when you feel like it's not supposed to be celebrated. Like there's so many times where I coach a client and they're like, am I supposed to like celebrate this? Like, is this even like a win? And I'm like, yes, everything is a win. Anything that you put effort into that you see that you did better than yesterday is a win. And it's all about like acknowledging that, like just the fact that you can acknowledge your wins will help you trust the process more. Because when you don't do that, what's going to happen is your mind is going to think about all the problems that you are having that you need to solve right now in order to lose the weight faster. But what's going to stop you from like getting into the rabbit hole of like, this isn't working. I need to change up my plan. I need to change the way I eat. I need to go on that diet again. I need to work out longer. Like it's all about acknowledging, like, how am I even better today? Like how have I improved up to this point? Like just those two questions alone will just help you trust the process more. Now I do just want to mention that when you were in this journey, Give yourself four to six weeks of doing something consistently before you say it's not working. So that's why at the beginning of your journey, you only want to focus on either one or two things. And that could be getting on a consistent workout schedule or planning your meals, right? Whether that is planning it once a week or meal prepping, whatever works for you. Pick one or two things and you do those two things consistently for four to six weeks and track your consistency. And if you have been consistent for six weeks long and nothing has changed, then that's when you start to make adjustments. But if you are only doing it for like a week or two and then you start to think that it's not working and you start to add more things and then you start to subtract more things, then you get to a place where you're just like, I don't even know how I got this result. Like even if you lost the weight, you don't know how you did it. And it's going to create this like overwhelm and confusion. And it's going to make you gain all the weight back. And so that's why focus on one or two things when losing weight first. And when you get really good at those two things, like what I was saying earlier, let's say if you get really good at sticking to your workout schedule and meal planning, then after that six week is up, you can pick another skill to get good at on top of keeping those two. So your next skill might be portioning. You might work on making sure that you're not eating double the plate of 
your food. You might make sure on decreasing the amount of rice on your plate. Like there's so many ways to go about it, but always take the time to track your consistency and how long you've been doing it because that's going to help you trust the process. Going back to creating more evidence for your brain to see that it is working. And if it's not working, what can you do? That's my favorite part. Now for this last lesson, like what I want to leave you with, it is my ultimate favorite. And when I was thinking about the last lesson, I'm like, this, this is revolutionary. Like just the way I say this is going to break your brain and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, like I needed this this whole time. You ready? Okay, so the fifth lesson is set a deadline to make adjustments, but don't set a deadline to quit when you're losing weight for a lifetime. I'm gonna say that again. Set a deadline to make adjustments in your journey, but don't set a deadline to quit when you're losing weight for a lifetime, when you were in this journey for a lifetime. This was something that kept me going the entire time. If we think about number four, right? Trusting the process. This is what I mean. Like you set a deadline to make adjustments. And that deadline could be like every six weeks you evaluate and you look at what you've done and if you've been consistent. And if you have been consistent, then keep doing what you are doing. But if you haven't been consistent, don't quit. Make adjustments to help you be more consistent, right? Because remember that you're doing this whole weight loss thing for a lifetime. Like what often gets you out of like the weight loss cycle and get you back into like the I'll start on Monday and all of that is because you set a deadline of when you should stop doing all of this. You give yourself like this threshold of like, if this doesn't happen by March 27th, then it's not working. I'm not going to stick to it. It's just not going to work. I'm never going to be able to lose weight. Like when you set a deadline to quit, you're already telling yourself that you are quitting ahead of time because you're already believing that by the time you, March 27th comes, it's not going to happen. And so instead of setting deadlines to quit, set a deadline of like when you're going to evaluate and make adjustments to move forward. And that could look like by March 27th, I'm going to see how I am doing. I'm going to look at my consistent calendar and see what I've marked. I'm going to look at the foods that I've been eating and really see what I can change, really see what I could do better on. And that alone is going to keep you going. Do not set a deadline to quit when you want to lose weight for a lifetime. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't, doesn't make any sense at all, right? Like we think about it, like why do we set deadlines of when we should stop doing something or when we should quit just because we're not getting the result that we want right away. And let me tell you, when I did this five pound challenge, I legit thought it was going to take me five weeks. I was like, I'm going to lose five pounds in five weeks. I'm going to make it as simple as possible. But it took me nine weeks to get there. Because I made room for things to happen in my life. I made rooms for the holidays. I made room for 
the finals for my graduate program. Like there were so many things that were coming up and oftentimes you forget that you have a life too outside of fitness and that like you also need to include those events in your timeline as well. If everything were to go perfect, yes, you would reach that deadline, but you also have to remember that you're not a perfect human being and you have a life and there's so many things happening. And when you can allow those moments and events to be a part of your timeline, you give yourself more compassion and you're nicer to yourself and you start to make adjustments in your weight loss journey just so that you can feel better and the weight is just going to come off. Like you have to trust the process and you have to just set a deadline to make adjustments. Don't do it to quit. So those are my top five lessons learned while losing five pounds. And it was so amazing. Like I enjoyed the process so much, even though there were times where I wanted to quit, not going to lie, but I didn't. Right. And these were the things that helped me through that process. So I really hope that this helps you too. like, don't give up yet. If you wake up every morning and weight loss is always on your mind and you're just like, oh, like I need to do something about this. You haven't given up yet. You're still thinking about it. And if you want help on that, join my one-on-one coaching program. This is where I'm going to help you lose 20 pounds without dieting, without the tracking calories. And you're going to feel confident in the foods that you're eating in front of you. You're going to feel confident in your skin. And you're just going to enjoy the process because it's going to be made for you. And so if you want more information on that, apply through the link in the show notes below. But if you know someone who's struggling with weight loss right now, and they just want to put themselves first, but they are literally are on the verge of like, I don't know if I could do this anymore, send them this podcast episode, because I know it's going to be so helpful. So I really hope that you enjoy this. But until then, I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode. Now, if you want to lose your first 10 to 20 pounds, eating what you like, no diets, no restriction, and build a consistent and confident lifestyle, my one-on-one coaching program is now open for enrollment. To apply, visit www.superlysamp.com. And from there, we'll book a call to see if you are a great fit. I'm so excited to serve you in this program. But until then, I'll talk to you next week.